awesome stuff. Welcome to another episode of Awesome Stuff. That's like really annoying to listen to. I'm recording right now, by the way. Rob's not even over here. Shut the fuck up. So, <laughs> so here's what I um, love about our podcast is we really have kind of like three different forms. And I didn't realize we even did this until I like, went back and listened to them. So we have the Awesome Stuff episodes. Uh, which is self-explanatory. We talk about awesome stuff. Then we have, you know, kind of like our lists or blogs or things we go over. Like we did the house one. We did the one on fatherhood or whatever. So like we have like these things we kind of like reference articles and talk about. And then there's ones like the beer and movie one we had where we just hit record and there's absolutely no plan. There's absolutely no script. There's no thought or anything that really goes into any of this, we just hit record and talk. So I kind of very like little it. thought. Like it's just like let's just hit record and see what happens. And nine times out of ten, we don't even edit anything. We just throw it up there. Right. So, yeah. I'd be curious if people find it annoying or if they actually like that format. But I don't think anyone's ever going to listen to this. Correct. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying the shit out of myself. I, I have a lot of fun doing it. So which is the main reason that I'm doing it. Um, so this is a. What are we doing? We're doing awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. <laughs> awesome stuff. So we should open with what we're drinking. Oh, yes. You always bring out the good stuff for the podcast. So recently I kind of have gotten into scotches. Oh, I hate scotch. But I will try this. We'll one. see if you hate this or not. Uh, this is a Glendronic bottled in the UK. Uh, 11-year-old uh, matured in sherry casks. I'm not going to tell you what the proof is. I want you to try and guess. Um, Knowing you, it's like... 12,000. 12,000 proof. <laughs> uh, but I recently acquired three more bottles of this. They're on their way from California right now, actually. Okay. They should be here on Monday. Um, but so we'll get a picture of it. We'll so put, what we'll put got it you into the... scotch from the bourbon train? Well, I mean, I drink a lot different. of whiskey in general. Um, and I um, got a bottle of Glendronic and really liked it. And then I bought a better one. And then I started looking for ones that I couldn't find here locally and okay. then I ended up winning a raffle and got a 26 year old bottle um, and then won another raffle and got this bottle and I've just been loving them they're they're different the way I, I like to describe uh, scotches I like sherry cask aged scotches okay um, and I, but I don't like that with bourbon or rye whiskey I feel like the cask aging with scotch adds something that the single malts don't have, but the bourbons already have, if that makes sense. So like when you put a bourbon in a, in a wine cask, it doesn't add anything. It just masks the bourbon flavor. Mm-hmm. But with scotch, it, it kind of adds to it. And not all scotches are made equally. Like I don't drink peated, like smoky scotch. It's just not my thing. At mm-hmm. least it isn't now. Um, but this is, uh, yeah, 2007 bottled Glendronic, 11-year-old. Uh, scotch aged in Pedro Jimenez punching barrels. I probably said that way wrong. They could have written anything there, and I'd be like, cool. I All don't right. know what that even means. Have a sip. Tell me what you think. All right. Here it is. Scotch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, let me tell you about the first time I had scotch. I was at a hole-in-the-wall bar <laughs> in Hatfield, Wisconsin. 
and my buddy Tony's half in the bag, and he goes, you want a shot of scotch? And I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. He goes, two shots of scotch, please. And it was doers. And the first sip of scotch I ever had was a warm two-ounce shot of doers. Yeah. Pass. And right then I was like, I never want to drink scotch again. But this, you know is not bad i you can you can tell that this is a strong scotch yes so the answer your question with the proof i don't know 100 proof it's 120 proof okay um the last few times i've drank this i had had a few drinks before i drank it okay so i don't know if there's other drinkers listening to this podcast but if you have a few and then drink it you kind of warm up your palate sure um so this is obviously pretty much the first drink i've had today so it's 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 a bit a bit strong, it's, uh, but you could taste the wine barrels. It's not smoky. Woo. A little peated. Smell it. Like, holy crap. Yeah. This Stings. M- this might be a little much uh, for this time of the day. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in scotch, uh, seek out some Glendronic. You can find it at a, at a local liquor store. Great stuff. <laughs> Dan's going to die. I poured you the smallest portion yeah. of that that could ever be poured, too. It's just... Uh... Don't be afraid of scotch, people. It's good. If you like whiskey, you like bourbon, you like rye. You've got to find the right ones. got to find the right ones. Yeah. All right. So we're doing awesome stuff. Dan, what do you have that's awesome? Awesome stuff. So my wife got me this book for Father's Day. It's called uh, The Worst Case Scenario Survival Book. Okay. Um, it's great for, like, toilet reading. Something you'd, like, leave in the bathroom. Yeah. Little short stories. But essentially, it's, um, like, how to escape from quicksand. How do you escape from quicksand? Or wrestle an alligator. I don't know if I can Or do that. break down a door or land an airplane. Um, just different situations you could possibly be in in your life. Like how to deliver a baby in the backseat of a car is one of the things. Um, how to identify a bomb. How to escape killer bees. How to survive if your parachute doesn't open. So, again, situations you're probably never going to be in. Right. But if you ever were, it's a these are ways scenario. to get out of those situations. Um, but they're all, like, I don't know, two pages. It's a short book. But it's a really fun read. Um, so you're going to share one with us? Yeah, let me share one with you. So uh, let's pick how to break into a car. Hmm. So it uh, explains how to take a wire hanger. And go in between your mirror and your door to unlatch the locks. You can get in. So you ever get locked out of your car, you can break into your own car. A lot of cars these days don't have the manual latches, um, like on the top. I mean, you know, like you used to watch like, cop shows, mm-hmm. like get a hanger like wrapped around a little thing, like with a hook, and you'd you'd um, you know like in- disengage the manual lock. But my wife's car doesn't even have an ignit, you know, doesn't even have a key anymore. So I'll push button everything you know mm-hmm. yes yeah, so a lot of um things like that um the quicksand one i thought was funny because like, remember as a, as a kid i felt like quicksand was like a normal occurrence for people <laughs> like they brought it up all the time like oh quicksand and i've never experienced quicksand in my entire life i, I feel like the one. only reason i feel like quicksand might have been a part of my childhood was indiana jones movies yeah right or like looney tunes like looney tunes. Falling, yeah something like that that's true but like how to break down a door so it says like if you have a screwdriver, what to do? So you stick the screwdriver into the front of the doorknob in a small hole or keyhole, and then you kick it, <laughs> and it busts mm-hmm. the lock. Or if you don't have a screwdriver, where to put your foot on the door mm-hmm. to kick it to bust it open. So it's a little stuff like, like that. Talks about like exterior doors, interior doors, what to do. Um, 
a steel door. So it's, it's again, it's just kind of funny, but it's also incredibly interesting. Like, if I'm ever in a situation, I'll be like, holy crap, this book got me out of something. I've seen that book before. It's at my father-in-law's uh, lake house. Uh, he keeps it right above the toilet. Um, yeah. So I've read, like, three or four yeah. um, excerpts out of that book. But, yeah, I'll put it in the in the show notes, but it's definitely interesting. Pick it up. You can get it on Amazon, she said. Um, but it's really, really funny to kind of read. And if you're ever in a situation... In a weird way, I kind of hope one day I am, and this book actually prevails. Yeah, I hope it helps you. Yeah, we'll see. So, uh, awesome stuff. <clears throat> I just uh, got a brand new uh, grill. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. Yeah, I can't stop talking about it. Um, I used to be a, a gas grill. I had a gas grill guy. You know, uh, a guy I had it had it in my backyard. I still have it, uh, but I just decided. You know, here I'm, I'm dry aging meat. I'm buying you know you know quality products. And I want that authentic grill flavor. So I did a ton of research, and I didn't want to spend a ton of money. Uh, and I ended up with a Weber Performer Deluxe, which is just a like a, a basic Weber kettle grill. And if you've never heard of, of what this type of grill is, it's probably like quintessential America. Mm-hmm. You're going to find one on, on you know most back patios in America. And that's a reason for that. They're, they're unbelievably well-made, but this one comes with... Um, you know all the bells and whistles it's got a cart next to it it's got an ignition uh, a, a propane ignition for the charcoal and I'm able to do anything on here so I mean I can get the the charcoal so hot that I need of gloves with 14 inch tongs just to flip a steak um, I can create an indirect heat zone I, I have this attachment called a slow and sear have you ever heard of this no so basically it's like a stainless steel basket um, we can put a link in, in the show notes, but um, it's it, it, it moves all the charcoal to one side, and then there's a removable water reservoir, so you create two heat zones on your grill. I did a, a pork shoulder uh, the other day. I had it on the, on the grill for 10 hours, and I opened the lid one time and kept the temperature in between 225 and 250 the whole time That's amazing. on a charcoal grill. So when you close, you said you close all the vents, like you closed everything? That so that's that's it? one of the tricky things about it. There isn't much that's tricky. Um, you arrange the charcoal in a certain way in the inside, and you light it in a certain way. Um, and then once you know what positions to put the vents in, mm-hmm. you leave them. Okay, so the fire's still going. Right. Okay, so but you close the vents to a certain degree right. uh, in order to control the fire, to control the burn of the charcoal. You just put some wood wood lumps or some you know pieces of wood uh, on top of the charcoal or on top of the grate, uh, and then I have a you know a digital probe thermometer for the meat and one for the the grates that I like I set basically right above the grate so I know what the air temperature is I know what the meat temperature is, um, and it's fantastic hmm. and it's all able to be done on one thing so you know, I don't have to have a, a fancy expensive grill uh, to be able to make you know. 10 hour pulled pork right um a little more work to do a brisket or something like that that's going to be a 12 to a 15 hour cook but i did smoke chicken wings the other day mm. uh you know wonderful delicious stuff on there um and, and the other thing about the charcoal grill which i didn't realize is the weber kettle seals so well that instead of having to burn out all the charcoal after you're done you, know, you mm. dump a bunch of charcoal on there to get it hot gets super hot you cook two steaks on it 
and then what do you do? Mm-hmm. I've got a, a bin full of charcoal that's just sitting there burning, but the, the Weber seals so well that I just shut the vents and put the lid on, and in about 30 to 45 minutes, it's completely cold. Hmm. And then I can reuse the charcoal the next time. Yeah. So I'm saving charcoal. Yeah. Um, it doesn't take that much longer to cool down than a gas grill. It heats up in 15 minutes or less, which is the same for a gas grill, and you get amazing flavor. And you can do sm- you can smoke on it. You can get all sorts of attachments to do all sorts sure. of crazy. You can make a pizza on this thing. I mean, you can do whatever you want to do. But I can't recommend it enough. In fact, um, I loved it so much that my dad, who's got already has three grills. He has a Weber gas grill, a small, tiny gas grill, which he only brings out for like small amounts of food. Actually, he has four grills. I'm sorry. He has a Rectech smoker, which is a, a top-of-the-line mm-hmm. uh, pellet smoker. And then he also has something called a, a Big O. Have you ever heard of this? I have not. Maybe it's a topic for a different episode. But basically, it's this um, cooker that looks like a spaceship. And it has, like, a big cylinder in the middle. And at the bottom, where, like, the rockets would be, you, like, take this big tray and you circle it with charcoal. And it creates, like, this convection inside of this cooker. Okay. Um, And you can do an entire pork butt. Like I said, I did one in 10 hours. Mm -hmm. You can do one on the big O in 2 hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. And it comes out fantastic. But, anyway, the point is he has all of those cookers, all Mm -hmm. the ones I just mentioned. And yesterday he bought a Weber performer deluxe because <laughs> he was just so like impressed with, with how, uh, how easy it was and, mm-hmm. and how, how sturdy it is and all these different things. So cool. Yeah. My, my dad's got the same grill you do and we cooked kebabs in it for father's day and they were amazing. He said that that was the first time that he'd cooked on it. I, yep. I remember when you told me that he had it, mm-hmm. I, I immediately was just firing off all the texts I could to Daryl. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, we're going to fire it up for the first time on Sunday. I'm yeah, like, awesome. it, was, it was delicious. Hopefully hopefully you liked it. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's the, the name of the game. Um, if you're looking for a grill, that is got to be one to look at. Again, you go with the basic model. Yeah. Um, but the Performer Deluxe has uh, the bells and whistles, which make it way easier. It's like, what, like 400, 450, something like that? Yeah, like right? 450. 450. Uh, my dad actually picked up a used one off of the Let Go app. Yeah, yeah. If you've heard of that app. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, I found it for him. Um, doesn't matter. But it uh, was 250 and oh, it's okay. just slightly used. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's the, – the deals are out there. Sure. Especially as you start to get towards the end of grilling season here. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you're, if, you're, if you're looking for a grill but all the difference in flavor just as easy and it's way more fun to cook on yeah uh, to be honest so that is uh what i've been doing on the weekends and evenings nice i like it well let's replace the scotch with pulled pork sandwiches next time uh okay <laughs> yeah i'm in done all right awesome stuff check awesome, awesome stuff, stuff.